0: hi hey how's it going i'm doing all right how are you doing you ever have one of those days at work where you think man a bloody rampage might be good
1: <laughs> i did have one of those days today actually now that you mention it great
0: we're on the same yeah. page fantastic <laughs> <laughs> all right i really appreciate you taking the time to want to sit down and just have a little chat it was a uh... hey,
1: no problem anything Absolutely. for the fans <laughs> oh sure
0: yes <laughs> i'll be expecting autographed boxer shorts <laughs> what color did you want i my favorite color is purple um so if we could work with a purple i'll settle for red
1: <laughs> i think i got something
0: oh my god <laughs> I, I, i'm fucking le- i'm fucking leaving this in <laughs> There is no way I'm not starting the episode with that. jacking your outro for the episode outro by the way just kind of as a funny
1: oh sure
0: yeah okay. that's fine okay i don't want to like step on anybody's toes or anything like that oh uh, no <laughs> cuz this is let's well, play I... serious business i know
1: right absolutely I,
0: I don't need your lawyers on my back door you know like knocking. oh my multiple
1: lawyers how many do you think i have <laughs>
0: Well, you're bringing in those big YouTube bucks.
1: I just... Oh, yes. Absolutely. I mean, YouTube it yeah. pays me so much money. That's why I had a bad day at work today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's like the tear goes like PewDiePie Baller Scuba? Isn't that but, it?
1: Right, yeah. It, I'm between him and Dog's Cast somewhere around there. Oh, damn. You've set okay. yourself up pretty well. You've got
0: like two or three yachts,
1: I heard. Oh, something like that. Yeah. Out here in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what rich
0: people do. You just buy shit to have it, right?
1: Right, yeah. I haven't seen a boat in weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not here.
0: Damn. I see boats all the time, but that's because I drive across a bridge every day, so. Ah. I I will enough. make up I'll make up for all the boats that you don't get to see. Just <laughs> That's my favorite of you. That's payment for appearing on this dumb podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to yet another very special edition of the Cast. because today, or, well, rather appropriately, tonight, the latest I've ever recorded an interview <laughs> or anything of the sort,
1: I am... Thanks t- <laughs> for staying up late!
0: <laughs> Time zones, fuck them! <laughs> that's, that's my thought on it. <laughs> He is a Let's Playing machine you can tune into every freaking day and there's like new content all over his channel. I've been watching him for the last two or three years. Always oh, just like a nice thing to log into every day and catch new stuff from and welcome to the Soxcast, Baller Scuba.
1: Thank you for having me. <laughs> no, thank you
0: for being far too generous or appearing on this dumb thing.
1: <laughs> uh, so
0: how you doing? I heard we both had I'm- pretty shitty days at work. <laughs> that we did. Yes, absolutely. Uh so it's like the best thing you want to come home and do is sit down and talk to a random person on the internet you've never talked to before.
1: <laughs> you know what? Doing anything for a-, a channel or stuff always cheers me up. It-, it really does.
0: Well, that's good. I'm I'm going to yeah. be a- I'm going to be part of your help by the end of this <laughs> you're going to be just brimming with excitement and vim and valor and vigor and all of those other fun words for the world so around you. do
1: I have to send you a check for the therapy session, or... Nah, this is one's this on the house. Be... On the house. Oh, sweet. The first one's free. First the second one's... one'll cost me.
0: The first hit's always free. Alright. <laughs> That's how it goes. <laughs> so like what are you into beyond the like because you're like you know obviously like i know you from let's playing and gaming and things like that so what do you do beyond uh let's playing and stuff for kind of like hobbies or just ways to keep yourself amused
1: uh most of my time is spent in downtime outside of uh working and and doing the let's play so a uh, lot of tv uh movies comic books anime manga that kind of stuff
0: so you're like a professional media consumer
1: Something like that. It feels like that. I I definitely have an organized structure to it and everything.
0: You've got an organized structure for a lot of things we're going to hit on that kind of just always
1: that that have always kind of taken me like just like, wow,
0: how does he do that and not go insane? (laughs) (laughs) Because I have OCD and I'm not that freaking organized. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Organization helps so much with this kind of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, you can't
0: like do especially the kind of stuff you do without a lot of organization along the way yeah um so obviously you know like we're kind of a gaming podcast is there anything kind of like about current gaming that's really like blowing your skirt up or anything or anything you're excited for or do you find that you're just kind of cool you know keeping yourself entertained for mostly like you know what you do for your channel and stuff
1: Uh, most of the stuff I'm happy with, what I'm doing for the channel, um, there's a lot of it, so there's, uh, there's always some kind of variety that I'm bringing, um, I I don't necessarily keep up to date with the newest things, uh, because oftentimes they're broken and need to be fixed over the next few months, so it always feels weird, uh, dropping the full price for half a game.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've been burnt... Far too many times, (laughs) you know, like, you you don't run into that case too much with, like, smaller indie titles, I find, though. Uh, I find that those tend to run pretty well from the get-go.
1: As long as it's not a Kickstarter or an early alpha release. God, don't ever,
0: (laughs) just stay away. Like, for the longest time, we had a a joke segment on this podcast. (laughs) Maybe, like, you know, ask my co-host, how's early access doing? And it would just always be a fart noise.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty close to that I I try to stay away from it Every once in a while they'll hit gold But most of it is is Just not playable
0: Yeah like I think the only early access Thing that I ever really had that turned out To just be amazing was like Nuclear throne and that was it I, I can't say that I've seen that one. Oh, the game's fantastic, but I, but I'm not I'm not going to sit here and tell and tell you, you know, all about my favorite games. <laughs> welcome it's to my right. welcome to my podcast where I just bore you with all of my favorite things. Do you like Coheed and Cambria? <laughs> uh,
1: so... I've only heard a couple songs, only a couple. So I... <laughs> I can't say for sure.
0: You better have liked the ones you heard, fucker.
1: I, I did. <laughs> All right, did. good. You, you can still be on the podcast. <laughs> Sweet. I've earned my spot, finally. Finally. Finally.
0: <laughs> so, um, like, what did, what what kind of, like, what era of games did you grow up in? Because I don't really know your age beyond, like, like I could guess, but, you know. But what did you grow up with?
1: Uh, So, I'm 30. Okay. So, like. I grew up mostly on the early days of Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. That's that's where my real childhood was. Like, I had a regular Nintendo growing up, uh, but as soon as I got the Super Nintendo, my parents sold the old Nintendo, so I know very little about that kind of era-type stuff. Uh, Most of it was uh, Super Nintendo, mostly... You know, I'm like eight, so I'm playing... um, playing platformers and Mario knockoffs and stuff like that and uh, then when I turned 10 uh, for my birthday I got uh, or 10 or 11 something like that I, I got uh, Final Fantasy 7 for my birthday and then I've just been hooked on RPGs ever since that's so, that's, a, that's a
0: world changer of a game for sure
1: absolutely so once I got that then I purchased as many Final Fantasy games as I could. And luckily, they were all being re-released on the PlayStation. Yeah. So that's where I played almost all of the Final Fantasies was based on the PlayStation versions of those games.
0: Mm, that version of Chrono Trigger with the loading, though, mm, that's a little <laughs> unfortunate. But it's got the, it the cutscenes ha- at least.
1: It had the cutscene, right? But yeah, the loading. I I never played the RPGs actually on the Super Nintendo, so I didn't mind them. But then when I got older. I realized how longer, how much longer it took mm-hmm. to get through the games because of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, but, definitely. <laughs> but the, it's, it's yeah. that's. I mean, like Chrono Trigger is still like a quality ass game, though. So I mean, even if you're playing kind of a janky version of it, it's still you know one of the best RPGs ever.
1: Exactly. Yes. Still love that game. So
0: absolutely. You got your start on YouTube commentating over uh, StarCraft matches, correct?
1: Uh, do I have to answer that? Yes, you yes. do you, like the the <laughs> then, contract yes. we
0: signed is you All have right. to answer yeah
1: the, y- yes, those videos do exist where I was doing starcraft Two commentaries, but in my in my defense, I still did them kind of like a let's play, kind of watching me doing my games progressively getting better mm-hmm. throughout it, so you got to see me get decent at the game good at best at the game over time but it it was rough when I started absolutely
0: <laughs> so so like so leapfrogging off of StarCraft like you kind of like have a love for kind of all things Blizzard it seems you've been to like BlizzCon and I think you've done like a let's play of nearly every kind of like latter-day Blizzard game and even gone back and hit some of those earlier Warcraft games which those are kind of rough um, yes. So, like, when did you kind of start noticing that, like, Blizzard was kind of your jam? Um,
1: It was pretty early. I had Warcraft 2, War- Warcraft 3, and Starcraft 1. I. I-, I had a few uh, PC games. Uh, I was never good at them, but I, I adored Starcraft 1 in particular because of the custom maps yes. that were available at the time. My favorite still were the lurker tower defense maps. Yes. I, I absolutely loved those and I would play those for days on end and so it, it always had a special place for me. Um, BlizzCon to be honest though is probably about five blocks from where I am mm. and the first time that I went I just bummed somebody else's ticket and walked <laughs> in. <laughs> wow. They were outside. They're like, I'm done. Do you want in? Yes, I do. Sure. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they're actually based um, about a half hour from here. And I've driven by the headquarters before. Uh, I don't know how much you pay attention to the channel, but uh, I'll occasionally do videos with Buttercrust. Admiral uh, mm-hmm. Buttercrust. Yes. Uh, he's my cousin. Um, so he also lives here. Uh, he knew somebody at Blizzard personally. And... Introduced me without telling me. Oh wow! Great. Um, So he ended up getting some some perks from that. So the second year that we went to BlizzCon, it was mostly because of him. Um, But that connection has now gone away, and that person quit uh, Blizzard altogether. So we don't have any access, and we have to go in just like everybody else. But it, it really is down the street. I don't like get a hotel or anything. I drive by the convention center when I go get coffee. So it, it really is right there.
0: Well, that's absolutely perfect because, I mean, hotels suck. Who wants to stay at a yeah. hotel anyway? Oh, especially Those, during those
1: hotels, no. Grody you don't want as to stay hell, huh? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You don't want to hang out in that particular area. It's right by Disneyland, though. So, you know, if you want to hang out at Disneyland for the rest of the day, that'll work
0: not a not a bad little combo trip. Go to BlizzCon, <laughs> get your Starcraft on, get your World of Warcraft on, and then go say hi to Mickey Mouse.
1: Exactly. It's literally across the street.
0: That's nice. That is <laughs> nice. So, so how did you kind of like make the transition from like commentating over Starcraft videos to like wanting to get into Let's Play? Was there like anybody in spe- like in particular that you were watching that made you kind of want to like do more console based things Instead of just commentating over an RTS Or like how did you make that transition
1: Actually it started the other way around Oh um, really I've, I always wanted to do Let's Plays mm-hmm. uh, I was always a Let's Play fan First and foremost mm. uh, But I was watching some StarCraft II commentators And I thought this would be good practice For me Before I actually started doing the Let's Plays themselves So it was always the goal uh, to transition over the let's plays at some point, so I was watching. I mean, if we, if you guys want names, uh, the the biggest let's plays for me were uh, Necroscope eighty six, uh, Moogle FTW, um, HC Bailey, Conroy, uh Proton John, uh PKC, mm. almost all of which no longer make videos. Yeah, like of uh, that variety anyway. Or you know. right, um, and then. I was starting to see StarCraft 2 commentaries from Husky StarCraft and Psy StarCraft and uh, Day 9. And I can't remember the fourth guy, but I was watching them do it and becoming really successful doing that. And I thought that would be good practice for me to try to develop something similar to what they were doing. uh, And try to get practice at talking over video games, which is... Still kind of an awkward thing. Uh, it, it is weird. It, it's, it's when you sit down to do it, yeah.
0: Like you're talking into a void, essentially, or t- you're like trying right. to have a weird conversation with yourself, and it's just like, what is this weird? It's why I always bring coComs along because I suck at talking to myself.
1: <laughs> the worst part is when you check to the recording afterwards and you find out it didn't work, so you spent literally an hour just talking to no one. Two and a half
0: years, thank God, hasn't happened to me yet. Really? Haven't lost a podcast, haven't lost a stream, have not lost a Let's Play video, thank God. Oh, man,
1: I've lost so much. And then I have to go back and redo it, and it feels awkward because I feel like I'm making the same jokes over and over, and then it feels like I scripted it. So, yeah, it's... So, a lot of... The StarCraft II commentaries, although they're not particularly something that I point at as the, the highlight of my channel, they are definitely something that uh, helped me along uh, to, to get where I am now.
0: And, and like you mentioned before, it's a good way to kind of watch somebody go from, from like one skill level of the game to another. It's an interesting progression to watch.
1: Right. That was the idea. A lot of people were not on board when I started that, though. They hated it.
0: Just because you're not playing like the specific way you're supposed to play or things like that.
1: Well, that's something that happens in almost every Blizzard RTS game that I play is that people have very specific ways that they play it and they feel that is the only way to play it. But in particular with Starcraft 2 commentaries, because there was this large kind of explosion Mm -hmm. of that on YouTube, uh, people were watching the professionals play and they were watching commentators criticize the way these professionals were playing and then they come onto my video and watch me play at the bronze league level and they just could not stand it.
0: Oh my god, this is like, yeah, do yourself a favor, never play Dark Souls online ever. <laughs> Everybody in the world knows how to play that game except
1: you. Yeah, now it I I do I have promised this Souls series, I have promised to do it <laughs> blind. Oh, it's going to be so I'm, good. I'm I'm looking forward to a lot of people telling me what to do. Just ter- just like completely ignore comments, get that shit out of your inbox,
0: just get, it'll drive you crazy. Nobody it, can shut up about spoilers about that game or telling you how to play.
1: Uh, I, I've i dealt with it before I'll, I can deal with it again I, I
0: wish you the best of luck and I look forward to seeing you play those games as a big fan right. myself but you can trust that I will not be the person in the comments telling <laughs> you how to play right even I though I have beaten Dark Souls 1 and
1: 2 at level <laughs> 1 <clears throat> nice, nice. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not that I mind it I don't want to give the impression that I hate anybody that tells me, you know, gives me advice or anything like mm-hmm. that it's just that about 90% of you are cool about it. It's that 10% that is not cool about it that, you know, always kind of sticks in your mind. Yeah. And that sucks.
0: Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah. More good people. Leave comments. We like the good people.
1: (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) So how do you balance, like... Because, like, like, okay, so I guess the first would be, like, when did you decide, like, I'm gonna be a multiple LP guy? Because that seems insane to me.
1: So that that goes back to when I was still doing the Starcraft two commentaries. It felt wrong for me to completely abandon the Starcraft Mm two while I was transitioning into let's play. So the first one that I did was the seventh saga and I was still doing it at a time when I was not particularly good at Starcraft two and I still wanted to progress more. So I decided that I would try to do both um, so I just kind of got a setup going where I could do multiple ones. Uh, part of that had to do with me starting to get burnt out on StarCraft Two after playing, you know, a hundred or so games and, mm-hmm. and doing commentaries on it. Uh, but it also was part of it um, me not wanting to abandon the fan base that I had built with doing the StarCraft One thing exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of launched. From there, that uh, once I started being able to manage time, uh, then it became a little bit easier for me to do more and more games. Uh, so the way that it works now, because I, I get this question a lot. Uh, the way that I do it is that I sit down and I record a week's worth of a single let's play mm. in one sitting. Then I, you know, render it into however many videos I need. And then the way that I look at it is if I can do that every night, I can do up to seven Let's Plays at any given time, if I can do a week's worth in a single sitting. And doing that gives me a variety so that I don't get burnt out on any one game, that I can just kind of bounce around, do whatever I I kind of feel like that day, with some exceptions. but. That's how I I kind of manage it. I just do a a week's worth in a sitting and uh, upload it throughout the week.
0: So so you mentioned time management. Is that like a skill you've always kind of been good at or did trying to balance like five Let's Plays at once help you develop that skill more?
1: I would probably say I already had it. I was one of those kids that finished homework during class in Mm. high school. So I, I was kind of always a multitasker.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. So, um, like, you, you, you spend a lot of time on your Let's Plays, then, like, throughout any given week, and I've noticed that, like, the nature of a lot of your Let's Plays, they're, I guess more specifically the JRPGs, uh, perhaps, is that they're almost really very encyclopedic and very thorough, like, you do your best to leave no stone unturned under those, is that how you've always approached playing games or is that something you thought was just good for your like the LP style that you wanted to go for?
1: It's the way that I always played it, uh, probably with the exception of the first time I went through Final Fantasy seven. But outside of that, I've I've kind of always just wanted to see every nook and cranny of these games because I quickly found out that there were story points. There were uh, challenges off the beaten path so I wanted to see what they were and to see if I could do it. And a lot of that has to do with the first RPG that I played being Final Fantasy 7 where the final boss is not the biggest challenge in the game by any means no, it's not no, even close. Not at all. So I could go to the end of the game and beat the plot or I could hang back and defeat these super bosses that if I could beat them, the final boss was a joke. Yeah, just
0: roll in with knights of the round, have a picnic.
1: Exactly. So uh, it came kind of from that, but yeah, that's definitely the way that I've always approached uh, a lot of these games. And it has become definitely a style, and anytime I deviate from it, I I do hear about it. Oh, but wow. it's not it's rare that I do deviate, but uh, every once in a while, a game will kind of rub me the wrong way. And I'll just say I'm just going to go to the end now.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's not the case for yeah. Final Fantasy X, though, correct?
1: Oh, absolutely not. No, no. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, as of, as we're speaking now, today's video, I am going to the end. But that's because I'm good. That's because I feel like everything else is going to overpower me. So I'll be back. We have yeah. a lot to do with There's yeah, a lot absolutely. of
0: real fun mini games.
1: I'm really looking forward to. <laughs> oh, geez, yes. Uh, not as bad as the second game, but it's still pretty bad.
0: Oh, yeah, there's, man. 200 Lightning yeah. Bolts, Chocobo Races. I said, F it, I'm out. That is, the <laughs> first, that is the first time I said no to 100%ing a Final Fantasy.
1: <laughs> the only game that I said no to... While I was playing it the first time through, after Final Fantasy Seven was Final Fantasy Twelve, mm. when I just I just gave up on trying to find these unique monsters because they just weren't spawning on me. Yeah, quickly enough, so I just abandoned that. But you know, for the channel, it's something that I haven't done. I want to do it, just I didn't have the motivation then to do it when I was just doing it by myself.
0: And, and you'll have a like a shiny new version of Twelve to play by the time you get to Twelve, obviously. I mean, assuming that's actually a thing. I'm just kind of assuming at this point that Final Fantasy is kind of a staple in a way.
1: Exactly.
0: Um, uh, so, like, you know, like, you know, continuing with that line of, like, you going as crazy as you do when it comes to 100% in games. Z- Xenoblade Chronicles? Really? Like, how? How, do you do- how? How in the world? Like, because... Like, that's got to take a hell of a lot of planning and a lot of FAQ uh, digging to, to make sure you don't miss something in a game that's got, like, 14,000 side quests and, like, <laughs> so many, like, little icons all over that little map. I remember just being so overwhelmed the first time I played it, and now you're going to 100% it. How Like, right. how do you put, like, how do you sit down and record a chunk of that?
1: I wrote my own walkthrough for that one. Oh, for that's real? That's the... I, I had to write my own walkthrough uh, because the only walkthroughs that I could find did not list uh, things like unique comments or even like a good, accurate portrayal of how to do the side quests. They would just tell you when the side quests were available and that you should do it now. So I had to go off of two different walkthroughs and just pouring through the wiki, uh, trying to find as much information as I could. And as much as I hope that I'm doing 100%, I've encountered so many things so far that the wiki didn't have right that I I'm just oh, not no. confident that I got it that I'm getting everything done. But I, I'm trying to find everything that I can. A lot of the problem with that is that uh, you have to talk to certain people at certain times of the day. Yeah, and if you don't do that, then you don't get the right affinity and the wiki has been wrong on that probably about a quarter of the time. It's one of
0: those keep a thousand save files handy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I'm doing what I can with that but it it started with my own walkthrough. I'm still working on the walkthrough. I'm still not done with it. Uh, I have it done through the end of the game but for the bonus videos I'm I'm trying to sort out which quest I want to do in which order. But that's how I got that done. The Xeno series has been Almost ridiculous when it comes to the bonus videos for me.
0: Yeah, I remember back in Zeno Saga Episode One requiring just this insane amount of grinding that you kind of yeah. cheated your way through a little bit. <laughs> but that's
1: okay. I, was, yeah, I I absolutely cheated, and I'm I'm not ashamed of that because the only cheat that I could find was a max item cheat. <laughs> and you still have
0: to sit there hammering the button yeah. for hours on end to give the It it was four points. hours oh,
1: my thumb was sore for the next few days, and this is me cheating, right? <laughs> it's supposed to be easier. Right? So I was that was the only cheat I could find that worked. So, yeah, my thumb still, like, cracks every once in a while, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's from Xenosaga. <laughs> uh, I remember thinking that,
0: like, like I remember thinking wow he's like going to read all of the encyclopedia entries in these games isn't he and then and then when i when i started the 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 zeno uh blade um let's play oh this is going to be 100% or close to it i just kind of threw my hands up it's like what is, you're a madman this is going to be done by 2020 <laughs> <laughs> i
1: i i have no idea how long it's going to take but i'm at what i've recorded through part 213 the show is, right now this is this is
0: Definitely. Like this is already the longest series on your channel, isn't it?
1: I uh, mean, not yet.
0: Not, I mean, yeah, not counting um, StarCraft, of course, because there are a lot uh, of those too.
1: I I did look it up. Uh, Skyrim is longer. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah uh chrono cross is actually a little bit longer still oh my god there was there were so many bonus videos for that one as well yeah. and i believe fallout 3 is still longer but xenoblade is going to beat them all it's not even going to be close yeah
0: like we've barely like scratched the surface at 200 <laughs> plus episodes with that
1: game i right i'm I'm just going right now. I'm going through and talking to NPCs because they do have unique dialogue that only takes place at this time. And I realized it's going to take me over 10 episodes just to talk to all the NPCs again. Oh, my God. And and like you even like
0: increased the, the episode length for this series, didn't you? Because you typically do like a nice 15 to 19, 20 minute chunks. But these can be like 25 or so.
1: Yeah, these are at least uh, twenty minutes. So for the main story, I'm trying to do twenty to twenty five, and then for the um, the side questing episodes, I'm doing twenty five to thirty. Good lord! And <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I sit down, since I'm doing four a week, I sit down for two hours and play Xenoblade. And then you're gonna Once jump, and then you're gonna jump right into Xenoblade Chronicles X. I'm I, totally I, sure I, of it. No, I, <laughs> I don't, I okay, funny story, I don't have a Wii U, mm-hmm. so I can't jump into it, but I do have the game, because <laughs> it was on sale, and I didn't think I was going to get it at a cheaper price, I think it was $40, and uh, I I paid $90 for Xenoblade Chronicles, so I figured there was no way I was getting Xenoblade Chronicles X for cheaper than 40 but now I have to find a Wii U, and now they don't make Wii U but, yeah. anymore, so I have to- so I have to I have to figure out how to get that done. But I'll find a Wii U at some point. You're not alone in owning uh, games I was, for
0: the Wii U and not owning a Wii U. I own Mario Maker and Splatoon, and I don't own a Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I, I, the problem with, with the Wii U is that the price never went down. Not
0: to any significant degree. Not that it would be like... Not where I was like, like okay. $20? Yeah.
1: Right? So... To me, it's still full price until the end, so I was always waiting for that price drop, and it never happened.
0: Yeah, like, I don't um, even think... Like, um, I think refurbed models direct from Nintendo were 200 like, on the nose, and I, like, balked at getting one of those, too, because it was just like... I, just, I just guess there's not enough for me to want to actually buy this console for me to want to play on it, you know? I mean, it's just... I gotta have right. more than one or two games for me to kind of invest in a console.
1: I do know that I, I will get it. I absolutely will. But uh, one of the problems right now is yeah, that's why I promised Dark Souls uh-huh. after Xenoblade is because I only have the one capture device, and I have to move it over to the PS3. Uh, so that's yeah. that's pretty much the holdup there. Because uh, Demon Souls, as far as I can tell, is only on the PS3. I've, I've checked, double-checked. Uh, as far as I can tell, it never got a PC port.
0: Yeah, Sony rolled that one, so... That one's Uh never going to be anywhere else. Same with Bloodblor, Bloodblor, Bloodblorn. Yes, that's the name. Bloodblorn, Bloodblorn. That one, that hot, that hot game that everybody knows.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, that yeah, that's definitely the holdup there. But yeah, the Wii U. uh, I almost got one when I first bought the Wii because the Xenoblade was more expensive than the Wii I played. I'm not surprised. (laughs) I got the Wii for 60 bucks, the the game for 90. I almost got a Wii U at that time because it has the backward uh, compatibility, but it was still, you know, like 250, I think. Jeez. So, I, I was I just couldn't do it. It was $60 or 250 and I just couldn't justify it.
0: Yeah, I I'm totally with you on that one, especially if it's <laughs> just, you know, for one game in which, you know. So, moving on, like we mentioned All earlier, right. um Final Fantasy has been a pretty big staple of your channel. And I mention this because uh, Final Fantasy was a big staple of my site for a long time because a friend of mine actually kind of went on the very same journey, only he wrote a series of articles about each game as he played through them and how he kind of looked at them afterward years later. Uh, he got the 13 and kind of threw his hands up in the air. But, um, I think that's the case for a lot of people, unfortunately. But, um, but, but, but I guess my point is, is like, as you've replayed these games, um, have has your thinking on them changed? Any have you gained any new insight into the series, or do you feel that you're kind of like still about on the same level as you were when you originally played them?
1: Oh no, I, my my thoughts have absolutely changed over the years. Absolutely. So yeah, I started with seven. Mm-hmm. I bought. I so then I bought Final Fantasy Origins, which is one and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Final Fantasy Chronicles, which is four and Trigger Chrono Trigger and then Final Fantasy Anthology, which is five and six, but I'd never played them all the way through. I played like a half hour of Final Fantasy one and decided it was way too different from Final Fantasy seven. <laughs> so I didn't want to play. it. <laughs> uh, so then I played Final Fantasy eight instead. Uh, th- there's a whole set of stories. I go with Final Fantasy eight, uh, but ultimately I liked the game a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I tried to go back and play one and two. Um, and I think that was as far as I made it before Final Fantasy nine came out. And then I played nine and didn't understand what I was playing at all in <laughs> Final Fantasy nine. So I didn't like it because this wasn't Final Fantasy to me. Final Fantasy to me at the time was Final Fantasy seven VII and eight, yeah. where it was kind of this kind of industrial society with magic and and swords and stuff like that involved in it. So when I went to 9 and it was back to kind of the medieval setting, kind of steampunk type setting, I just completely lost it and I didn't like 9. But as I've gone through and played them again, I don't like 8 anymore. <laughs> as, well, as much, I should say. <laughs> I still like it. It's just not nearly as good as I thought it was back then. Mm-hmm. But I really love 9 because 9... Is kind of a love letter to Final Fantasies 1 through 5, maybe 6. Yeah. But it. So I really like Final Fantasy 9 more now when I did not like it at all when I played it the first time.
0: Because you didn't have, like, that context of Final Fantasy 1 <laughs> through 5 kind of being thrown back to.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So it was quite a change when I grew up uh, and saw that the more serious Final Fantasies in Seven and Eight weren't necessarily the norm for the series. Yeah. They were definitely kind of they're an offshoot.
0: Yeah, they're an aberration kind of in what they were doing, which I mean which I think kind of makes Final Fantasy seven even more significant you know, as it relates to storytelling in video games, because it was around then that their stories started getting much more heady and thought provoking in a way.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Uh, I would say it started with six. Yeah, but seven—seven yeah. seven is br- what really brought it to the mainstream. I would say. Like, I and- didn't know anybody growing up that played Final Fantasy six.
0: Yeah, I had one friend. I had one friend, and uh, me and me and that friend, like we were like we were there day one for Chrono Trigger, and we were there day one for uh, Final Fantasy three, which would be six here, obviously. Uh, And that was just kind of like a really cool experience because like we played these dumb weird games with numbers, and everybody else was like, "That's not Mario."
1: (laughs) Right. I would have been one of them. I yeah, at the time on the super nintendo like i said i was i was into platformers and wheel of fortune wheel random. of fortune and michael jackson's moonwalker and that, game's that... that game's <laughs> no, good
0: that game's good i would defend that game
1: it's about finding children in closets and <laughs> magic dancing it's not it's it's entertaining but it's not good I'll defend it
0: as a guilty pleasure. <laughs> it's dumb fun. Like, especially if you play yeah. the arcade version. It's very the silly. Arcade ver- the arcade
1: version is actually the best version. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I did, I did both versions, I think. Yeah, on the channel. I think you did. Yeah, I did. I don't know. That was part of the drunken stuff, wasn't it? Yes, <laughs> so it was.
0: Let's drunkenly <laughs> yeah. play another
1: fun feature uh, of the Baller Scuba yes. experience i haven't had i haven't had time to do that lately, uh but I usually do them in bunches, and people think that I'm a drunk at the end of it.' And it's like no, I just did them one after another. It's fine <laughs> I swear I don't drink every night and record it's fine it's, I'm it, okay it's
0: okay they're just a batch it's 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 okay just, <laughs> just one drinking session, one gaming session exactly, oh my lord. <laughs> 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 Poor baller. We're going to have to haul him off yeah. to AA.
1: Yeah, d- yes. Absolutely. I'm such a lightweight, too. Oh my god. Hey, it's a good skinny- to be a lightweight. Yeah. It's good I'm to be a so- lightweight. I'm I'm a cheap date as it turns out. That's there's
0: nothing wrong with that. It just means you yeah. have more for later. <laughs> People fail to realize this. It's like, yeah, you go ahead and go slam down 12 beers. I need um... two. <laughs>
1: Uh, two is actually what I do before I do the the drunken series that's it that's all it takes I, I wait yeah I'm a skinny ass white dude it takes nothing to get me drunk <laughs>
0: alright alright uh, so uh, <laughs> sorry it's just the way that whole little bit played out there got me yes I swear I'm not drinking <laughs>
1: all right well why not you need you need 10 more to go yeah i know
0: <laughs> if i'm if i'm gonna stand up to actually you know amount to anything as a drinker i need to drink needlessly
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely oh lord so um i'm always curious because being an audio engineer i'm always curious about what people use for their setup so like what's your gear and software setup and general workflow what's that kind of look like
1: All right, so I I have to use different things for for different uh, games and stuff like that. So my main thing is Fraps. That's the main one. Um, uh, And that's done with a uh, Blue Yeti microphone, which if you've seen some of the update videos, there's no mistaking that I'm using a Blue Yeti. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Right, it's huge. So uh, that's the main setup. That works for probably 90% of what I do. Uh, But for especially the older PC games, Fraps has a really hard time capturing that. Yeah. And a lot of times I think it's recording and it's not. So I had to abandon it and I go with, uh, OBS open broadcasting software mm. for that. Um, and then, uh, for editing most of it, it's, uh, well, it's all done in, uh, Sony Vegas.
0: Ah, nice. That's
1: Yeah. Um, Back in the day, I used to use uh, Windows Movie Maker, which Ooh. is yeah, not good. Uh, no. I the the thing that made me switch was the need to crop, absolutely need to to crop, and I I couldn't do that. You can't do that in Movie Maker. No, of all the things, <laughs> um, right? It's this, it's one of those basic things that for some reason they did not it's include. Like how's
0: that not in there? That's a basic function of any video editing software.
1: Exactly. So it's it was whatever I got on the footage. That's what you guys are going to see. Uh, so that I needed to move over to something and I picked uh, Sony Vegas, um, for the console stuff though, anything that I have to get off the, the capture card. So anything off the, uh, PlayStation two or the Wii, um, I have Elgato game capture Ooh. HD. Um, it works all right. It was it was good for the price, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then I, the hard thing about that is that, of course, that doesn't record my audio, so I have to use Audacity for that and sync it up and all that.
0: Syncing. Oh so, man, that's always a fun little job, isn't it? <laughs>
1: it it's actually a lot easier once I figured out some kind of system for it, which is that I just uh, cycle through the menus left, right, left, right, and I say left, right, left, right.
0: That's as smart. There you go. Just always
1: create an audio and, cue. Exactly. And so once that's set up, um, since I got the new computer, it's never desynced on me as far as I can tell.
0: No, I can't say that I've seen any desyncing. And I'm sure that your commenters would let you know, like because YouTube, uh,
1: YouTube commenters are good about letting
0: you know something's wrong.
1: And I I do rely on them sometimes, where I, because a lot of times I won't have time to watch one of my videos once it's done all mm-hmm. the way through i just kind of skim through it No, yeah, because so. you
0: put out so much content <laughs> that
1: asking you like you've already played this content right so like See, wow. i have to i watch it twice right I, I do it while i'm doing it and then i do it when i'm editing it once it's done i'm assuming it's good
0: like yeah yeah right. there's
1: something effed right. up on export oh well <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'll i'll see if i can fix it i always keep the raw files until the uh until the footage goes
0: up smart move smart move always keep backups people if you're going to be an aspiring (laughs) let's player or you're going to do anything involving video editing at all until you are absolutely sure you're finished with that footage keep it exactly so let's play critic mr scuba Okay, what's your best let's play if i'm if I'm gonna send everybody from this podcast to your channel right here and right now, you gotta pick one. What are they watching?
1: I gotta pick one you gotta play. pick one your favorite oh man, super meat boy yeah, I just watched that one the other day again and
0: thought, holy <laughs> fuck, that's a good introduction <laughs>
1: <laughs> it and you know what it wasn't popular. Uh, I get that a lot of people were doing it at the time, but I had so much fun doing it. Yeah. So much
0: fun. I, a Battletoads um, is another good one. Oh, jeez.
1: Just watching that God. game rake you over the coals. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> but you never oh, lost that- heart. You never lost heart. You just always no. stayed positive through it, which I think that's <laughs> kind of like, because like, a lot of people, I think, it's easy to give in to the rah rah. Now I'm gonna scream and cuss a lot. And you just like yeah. you have a very positive attitude. Uh, no, about I'm things.
1: going to do. I'm going to do it. It just takes a few tries. Absolutely, <laughs> just, a the, few. just a few, just a few. Well, Battletoads was like 126, but <laughs> there were. The, I I don't know how you can beat that game without without cheating i've seen people do it i still don't know how you do it
0: i've only did it once and that was when i was much younger and much more patient (laughs) sure all
1: right i'm
0: 36 Um. now i don't have that patience anymore give me games with infinite lives and decent checkpoints (laughs) quick respawns (laughs) like super meat boy and i'm good to go (laughs)
1: That was one of the best things about Super Meat Boy was those uh, those quick respawns where it felt like a death was not the end yeah, of the world. Yeah,
0: like, like anything you lose in Super Meat Boy is wiped away within just a split second. That game would not work if like that game like had loading times.
1: Right, if they give you like five lives and you had to watch the counter go down to four, mm. you
0: would just rage quit so quickly. Oh my god. Still, so, just... yeah, that... See speedrunners tear that game apart like 100. Uh, percent Though it's real, it's re- it makes you feel real bad.
1: That's actually one of my uh, proudest achievements is getting the Golden God achievement on Super Meat Boy. Yes, and I still look at the achievement list every once in a while, and I see that I have to go through an entire world without dying <laughs> for some of these achievements, and I just there's no way I'm going to be able to do that. Cotton it's Alley, never no deaths.
0: Cotton Alley, no, no deaths. But... Let's go.
1: Come on. Oh jeez! Right. Oh, I still have nightmares from time to time of that song. Oh, but that's, last level.
0: I think that that <laughs> is soap. That is that has got to be on purpose. There's no way that that song, being the way it is, is <laughs> and like the visuals being so cheery. It's like there's no way that that's right. not psychologically just on purpose.
1: <laughs> that was definitely definitely on purpose. They meant. To haunt you with that. <laughs> no, you're supposed to be—you're supposed to be happy. This is impossible.
0: And I love that it's Bandage Girl too. It's like you're not even Meat Boy anymore. So you're like yeah. the cute, pretty little girl. Fly. Oh no, it's still like a Death Mountain. It's just a whole lot more of it.
1: Exactly. It's so difficult. It took me. I think somebody did go through that video and count how many times I said "fuck." On the final... <laughs> It was over a hundred, and it's only, like, a 20-minute yeah, video, it's,
0: it's, so. You're managing, like, a fuck every five seconds. Something ridiculous. At that point, the word fuck has stopped being a word,
1: and it's just a comma. <laughs> oh, But I meant every last one that I say. I could tell. Your heart was in every
0: single fuck. <laughs> and if you can't put your heart into fucking, what can you put your heart into, Right?
1: Am I right? <laughs> that came out differently than I think you meant it to.
0: <laughs> I think everything about the last 30 <laughs> or 45 seconds probably came out differently than we intended <laughs> it to. <laughs> so, again, with the critics hat, what's, okay. what's what's a let's play that you think, ah, I wish I could have had another swing at that?
1: Oh, there are a couple. Uh, Nothing that I would say that I regret. No, right. nah. nah. Right, I think but, that across
0: the board, your stuff is solid across the board.
1: Well, thank you. Um, there, there are definitely a couple that I felt I didn't do justice to. Mm. Um, Final Fantasy three comes to mind mm. because of the way I didn't have the uh, the technical prowess to really edit that one properly.
0: Uh, get it framed S- properly with the DS. It's-
1: yeah, uh, the yeah. DS makes things awkward and I feel like I could ha- I, I, I know I can handle it a lot better now so the way that it was done uh, is a little disappointing to me now. Um, other ones I would say that I, I wish I knew more about the game before I walked into it. Uh, Morrowind comes to mind and Dragon Age Origins comes to mind where I just wish I knew more Fallout 3, too, but that was my first ever, like, Western RPG in that style. And those games
0: are just big and sprawling, and it's kind of hard to know everything about those games going in, or even going through a second or third time. Those games are huge.
1: Yeah. But Dragon Age Origins in particular, I wish I had known about the battle system, Mm. because I went in expecting Final Fantasy XII, oh no (laughs) with yeah no and as i'm going through i'm getting more and more disappointed with the way the battle system ends up working to the point where i'm just pausing every five seconds to to issue orders yeah so i I wish i had known that going in so i could have been prepared and it wouldn't have been as much of a letdown for me
0: ah i gotcha i gotcha well
1: mr scuba
0: I'm going to go ahead and start winding things down here. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about before we
1: piece the hell on out of here? Uh, nothing necessarily comes to mind off the top of my head. All right. Well, why don't you tell everybody where we can find you and
0: keep up with you and all that stuff across your YouTube channel, social media and stuff.
1: Uh, you can find me on YouTube, Scuba. If you type that in, you'll find about 6,000 videos that I have done over the years. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, Baller Scuba There. Pretty much anywhere you think I might be, if there's a Baller Scuba, that's me. It's probably him. Nobody else to my Nobody else that I know of has taken my name except for League of Legends. But outside of that, it's always me.
0: I have to imagine the name Baller Scuba comes from your illustrious blitzball career.
1: Uh it actually comes from basketball. Oh believe it or not. Well, I, I mean, was, I imagined uh, it. I, I imagined it had
0: back. some. I it had something to do with basketball. I was just right? making a. I, I was making a very yeah. bad joke there.
1: Well, I apparently <sighs> am very good at blitzball. I I didn't realize I was that much better than other people at it, <laughs> uh, but people told me that's impossible. And then I was. I had no problem, uh, but it came from basketball. Uh, the, the scuba part comes from the movie Big Daddy. If oh, you remember really? that movie with Adam really? Sandler? Yeah. yeah. Remember Remember the kid had a doll and it was Scuba Steve. Oh,
0: okay. Okay. I see where yeah, you're going. Yeah. And then
1: Adam's. Yeah. So. Okay. My name's Steven, so they called me Scuba Steve. And then when I was playing basketball, they said, hey, Scuba Steve's a baller. He's and a it baller. Kind of stopped. Nice. Yes. Absolutely. This was a long time ago when that name was still. When, you know, Baller just. Yeah wasn't ironic.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I still yeah. I still think I still say things are fucking baller and I mean every word of it. Well, every word of that one word. I mean every word of that. <laughs> word. I I swear I'm not drinking. I swear. <laughs> Well, Mr. Scriber, you have been a fantastic guest. I hope you enjoyed your time here as well uh and again, thank Bye. you very much for taking time to indulge you know a, a nobody essentially uh in the in the grand scheme of things like uh and I appreciate you taking me up on the offer to have this chat
1: oh anytime thanks for having me and that is going to do it
0: for this episode of the socks cast i've been polly and i've been joined as always by my far too generous for accepting an invitation to appear on this podcast special guest baller scuba hi (laughs) wait bye yeah that one that's the one
1: that okay sorry yeah you got it you got it
0: don't worry we'll fix it in post
1: <laughs> uh, we they, hope you never, were... they never fix it in post. <laughs> ever. Never ever if I say that, don't believe me. Ever. I've never <laughs> fixed a goddamn
0: thing in post. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed this episode. We hope you laughed. We hope you learned. We hope you tune in again next time. Thanks for listening.